Okay, so in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about something called the Tennessee Experiment or Mirror Experiment. It doesn't exactly have a name right now, but at Oak Ridge National Laboratory in eastern Tennessee, physicist Lee Broussard is trying to open a portal to a parallel universe. Now, when we say parallel universe, that's a little bit of a vague distinction and a bit of a, you know, kind of vague description as well. Um, so if we think of, let's say, Stranger Things, for example, the, the show on Netflix, what we'll find is that that would probably be more than likely the um, the case of, of what these scientists are looking for. Now, this scientist, we'll call her Lee, just because I don't want to keep saying her last name uh, respectfully, but Lee calls it an oscillation that would lead her to mirror matter, right? So mirror matter is essentially matter that makes up this, what makes up the universe we're living in now, except it's just mirrored, it's reflected, right? And it's the opposite, right? So for example, you know, if this water bottle was, you know, I'm holding it here in an alternate universe, it would be held on the other side of things, right? So in a series of experiments she, uh, that she plans to run at Oak Ridge, Lee will send a beam of subatomic particles down a 50-foot tunnel past a powerful magnet and into an impenetrable wall. Now, if the setup is just right, okay, and if the universe cooperates willingly, some of those particles will transform into mirror image versions of themselves, allowing them to tunnel right through the wall. And so if that happens then Lee, the scientist, will have uncovered the first evidence of a mirror world right alongside of our own. Now, let's assume for a moment that this world actually exists. It would have essentially its own laws of mirror physics and mirror history, right? So you wouldn't exactly find a mirror version of yourself there and, you know, nothing crazy like that. But Current theory allows that you might find mirror atoms and mirror rocks, maybe even mirror planets and stars. So there's two sides of this, right? There's one side, which is what I mentioned earlier about there being a literal uh, parallel universe of, you know, humans, except everything is just the opposite of what it is now in essentially every sense of the matter. And then there's the idea that there's an alternate parallel universe to this one that is structured completely uh, and fundamentally opposite of how this one is, except there's no humans and what have you, right? Now, collectively, this experiment could prove that there's sort of a, a shadow world, if you want to call it. it. Just as real as our own, but almost completely cut off from us, essentially. Now, Lee, the scientist, says her initial search for the mirror world won't particularly be difficult, and she says, and I quote, this is a pretty straightforward experiment that we cobbled together with parts we found lying around using equipment and resources we already have, you know, available at Oak Ridge. But, uh, end quote. But here's the thing. If she unequivocally detects even a single mirror particle, it would prove that the visible universe is only half of what is out there and that the known laws of physics are only half of a much broader set of rules. Now, if you discover something new like that, the game totally changes, right? Now, here's the thing. Before I go on with this particular uh, experiment that I'm discussing that's happening in Tennessee, I want to talk about, very quickly, the fact that 
I have no evidence to prove this, although if, if re some research is done, it might be possible to, to find some. The government, or at least certain divisions of the government, the you know DARPA, the Pentagon, CIA in particular, the intelligence communities, and the military itself, I am more than positive they have technology or have experimented in fields like this because this is one of the reasons why I, I started this, this podcast because one of the main things I want to say is that just because articles are written about scientists that are publicly discussing it doesn't mean that it's happening for the first time. It's like so many people are so narrow-minded and they don't think openly. Not saying that they have to believe everything they hear or read, but you know, it, let's put it this way. Just to sum it up, if a scientist is doing this publicly with no backlash and no attempt of it being hidden, there's a good chance that, you know, some form or another, it, it exists within the, uh, within the intelligence communities. So, just wanted to point that out there. Now, let's, uh, let's get on with it. So, as with many scientific, you know, theories, proposals, tests, studies, and quests, if you want to call it, the hunt for mere matter grew actually out of a small, seemingly esoteric mystery. So, starting in the 1990s, physicists developed high-precision experiments to study how neutrons, which are particles found in the nuclei, nuclei of atoms, break down into protons. So, it's a process related to radioactivity, right? And you can argue that, aside from extraterrestrial life and there being an alternate dimension, you can argue that this is somehow intertwined with, with the paranormal, and it very well could be, right? I mean, the paranormal is just something that we don't fully understand yet. And the more and more technology advances, the more we realize that through radioactive technologies and sensors and devices and frequency detectors, we're starting to see more and more of beings in alternate div uh, dimensions. Now, those particular experiments took a, a little bit of a strange turn, the one I was just talking about starting in the 90s. So researchers found that neutrons created in particle beams, similar to the ones that Lee will use in this experiment coming soon, lasted 14 minutes and 48 seconds on average before decaying into protons. But neutrons stored in a laboratory bottle seem to break down a bit faster in 14 minutes and 38 seconds, right? Now, the difference is literally 10 seconds between the two. Now, 10 seconds might not sound like much, but the actual difference technically should be zero, okay? And this is when it gets interesting because all neutrons are exactly the same and their behavior should depend not one bit on where or how they are examined, right? So, Benjamin uh, Gristein, I think that's how you say his name, Grinstein, a particle physics expert at the University of California in San Diego, said that he takes discrepancy very seriously. It's not just between two experiments. It's a collection of many experiments done independently by several groups. The newest experiments, conceived in part to resolve the disagreement, have only made it worse, right? And that, that's a quote from what he said. Now, Grinstein has explored the possibility that some neutrons are unexpectedly breaking down into particles other than protons, but has found nothing so far. So, mirror matter, as I spoke about earlier, offers a more elegant and a little bit more of a far-fetched, but more of an elegant explanation. So, about a decade back, Anatoly Serebov of Petersburg Nuclear Physics Institute in Russia 
introduced the idea that ordinary neutrons sometimes cross over into the mirror world and transform into mirror neutrons. Now, before I go on, I just want to say I know it's a lot of names in this. There's a lot of names in this episode, so uh, forgive me, but these names are important to know with this particular experiment. At that point, we can no longer de uh, detect these mirror neutrons. It was as if some of the neutrons simply vanished, and that would make the neutron lifetime look wrong, Broussard explains, because some of the neutrons would have been disappearing from the test equipment while the, re the researchers were studying them, right? So if you connect the dots from all of these experiments, and including the one that's going to be done shortly, and you actually reach a conclusion that seems far out, but it seems to be the only plausible conclusion. And it's not my conclusion, it's the conclusion of these scientists. And the conclusion is that the neutron experiments might look screwy because physicists unwittingly opened a portal to the mirror world. All right, and I know how you know grand and, and grandiose and big and, 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 and all that sounds, but at the end of the day, I mean, just think about it, like the experiment going from 14 minutes and 38 seconds to compared to an experiment where the neutrons lasted 14 minutes and 48 seconds. That 10 second difference should not have existed, assuming there was not a mirror world of sorts, right? Which, again, only kind of encourages the, the proposal that we may be living in sort of a simulated universe, if you will, or a simulated world. But again, I'll, I'll get to that another time. Anyways. Broussard's goal is to find out if that this portal, if it does really exist, could it be opened in a sort of methodical, predetermined kind of way? So in other words, could it be opened at will, right? And that's where her, her neutron beam and impenetrable wall will come in. So Oak Ridge has an 85 megawatt nuclear reactor that can shoot out billions of neutrons on demand. So getting enough raw material to work with, it, it, that's not the issue. The hard part is figuring out how to make some of the neutrons cross over into the mirror world and then prove to, you know, everyone else essentially that it really did happen. So running this experiment is going to take about one day. Uh, collecting the data and, and weeding, all, weeding out all of that, you know, um, may take a handful of days, uh, it could take a week, could take a, a few weeks, could take a month. But ultimately, what we're looking for in this particular experiment is a telltale neutron that managed to get past the barrier by turning into a mirror neutron and then turning back. So the question is, are we able to shine neutrons through a wall, right? And so... According to conventional physics theories, we should see no neutrons. But if some of them show up anyway, that would suggest that conventional physics is wrong entirely. And that the mirror world is actually not only evidential and plausible, but is real. So, meanwhile, Klaus Kirch is currently working on a complementary experiment at the Paul Scherer Institute in Zurich. So his plan is to capture slow-moving neutrons, hit them with a magnetic field, and then count to see if all the particles are still there. So if some neutrons oscillated into mirror neutrons, they would disappear from our apparatus and from our, our sight of view, which makes perfect sense. Now, here's the thing. There really isn't a 
way to kind of downplay these theories. This is not science fiction. This is not some very out there crazy conspiracy theory. Um, I'm not spouting some kind of BS. The, I mean, you can look this up. This is all, you know, substantiated evidence and proof. And this is not, this particular mirror world that's supposed to be happening in, uh, supposed to be experimented on in Tennessee through mirror neutrons is nothing new per se. And so ultimately what I think this is all about is confirming the existence of a mirror universe and if so, I mean, that's really, that, that's the cutting edge of technology right there, right? So, here's the thing. Since the, the 70s, astronomers have deduced that the universe is packed full of what we call dark matter, right? A substance that we still don't know, like, what the hell it is, and it can't be observed directly, but whose powerful gravitational pull helps keep galaxies from flying apart, right? And so, it's been observed that, you know, this dark matter quote-unquote, is something that, you know, makes up the vast majority of this simulation that we're living in, or whatever you want to call it. And the latest analysis indicated that dark matter outweighs visible matter by a factor of five. Yet dozens of intensive searches by astronomers around the world have actually failed to identify what dark matter is made of. So, a physicist at the University of L'Aquila in Italy has conducted his own mirror neutron searches. I'm not going to say his name because there's, there's been so many names in this episode. I, I don't want to confuse people. So, And he offers an intriguing explanation that dark matter has been hard to find because it is hidden away in the mirror world. Okay, And in this view, dark matter and mirror matter are one and the same. And if this is the case, it, this would mean that if... The mirror world is not only ubiquitous, but it's also far more massive than our own, okay? And at a recent physics conference, this same scientist out of Italy explained on the idea and elaborated on it, outlining a possible parallel reality full of mirror stars, uh, mirror galaxies, and mirror black holes, maybe even dark life, if you want to call it. But then again, you'd have to delve into what, what that even means to begin with. So to say that, you know, there, there's kind of dark people or whatever, that's a little bit far-fetched. But this dark matter, which I'm going to be honest, I, I'm with Neil deGrasse Tyson on this one when we say, when he says that, when he questions why it's called dark matter, because we don't even know what it is. So again, that's kind of a gloomy name to it. But anyways, it could very well be that dark matter is very likely as rich as our own matter. And because we don't know what it is, this kind of thing needs to be explored. And so look, at the end of the day, is there a mirror world? I mean, so far there has been plausible evidence to show that this certainly might be the case. And I'm sure we are just scratching the surface as to what kind of experimentation and what kind of technology we would need for us to even, you know, enter and dive into this mirror world of sorts. The question then becomes, is the mirror world a part of the, the, the paranormal? I mean, aside from, I mean, there's so many different things you can think about. Like, is the mirror world something that when our physical bodies die, our, our spirits and our energies and our, our vibe, we vibrate into that particular realm? I mean, there's so many things that it could be. Right? Do other entities and creatures live in this mirror world? Is this mirror world heaven that, you know, many different religions and Bibles have spoken about? Right? 
I mean, it would kind of be a little bit conflicting with the with the the twelve or fifteen dimensions that uh, you vibrate to after you leave your physical body. That I think I think it's twelve or fifteen dimensions. But, anyways, the point is that this mirror world. I really don't think it would be completely empty, and I don't think it would be something that is just there for the sake of being there for like you know little particles to kind of just flip to when an experiment is done no way i doubt that's however this universe was created i doubt that was the purpose of of that but point being is that it's very plausible that these mirror worlds of sorts are where you can say ghosts or paranormal entities live of higher vibrations or lower vibrations and in a certain way if you notice in some cases, as we've seen through some evidence and footage, that certain spirits and ghosts can cross over with certain things, but they can't cross over into this, you know, world or dimension fully. And so I think that ultimately what it comes down to is being able to carefully explore the other side of this so-called mirror world. And maybe there's more than one. I mean, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a physicist, but... At the end of the day, what we're finding is that science more and more defies our current laws of, of physics. And that's one more thing I'd like to mention before I finish this episode is that I believe that ultimately what we're dealing with here is science beyond our means of knowledge. And it's something that is being hidden from us by various agencies within our institutions of academia and within our government. And I think that there is a sort of suppression style method at hand, if you want to call it, that is sort of, uh, how do I say this, filtering through the highest of levels of our society and institution, kind of through a, a pyramid scheme of sorts, filtering down into, and you know, society being at the bottom of this pyramid, filtering down this sort of suppression and oppression of mathematical and scientific and technological techniques. And I've spoken about this before on the technology side of things, how technology is only given to, certain technology is only given to the public because it can be controlled. The stuff that's given to us can be controlled and monitored by the people at the very top. And so I think that ultimately... It could very well be argued, and I know I would probably upset a lot of people by saying this, but it could actually be argued that what's going on within the scientific community is, you know, vastly, vastly behind that of what's really going on in, you know, the studies and experiments within the top secret intelligence communities and projects and, and operations and what have you. And I'm not trying to sound like a far out conspiracy theorist, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, I think the people watching this wouldn't rule that out either. Right. And so ultimately, I think what it comes down to is our own laws of, of science and physics and, and mathematics are being suppressed in a certain way, because if the public discovered what could be done, then there would be no, you know, through energy and through and through science and through spirituality and vibrations, there would be no need to rely on, you know, institutional bodies and governments to to govern us and to control us and so i think that ultimately we're, we're being suppressed and so without me uh going on for too long uh let me know what you guys think about this sort of mirror parallel dimension or maybe multiple of them and if you think this is sort of a, a paranormal phenomena if this science 
and these experiments I described in this episode kind of explains these phenomena, and um, let me know your thoughts. Thank you.